Tom yeah. Bernard show. So do you want? We don't, why do we do music here? Because this doesn't go on the air, does it? Uh, some places use it, I think. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'll so start. do we do? So do we yeah, use the theme here? Recording. Or no? Yeah. The uh, cue is the intro music. Yep. All right. Do you have it? Slit the slider up. I can now. Are you ready? Counting down in three, two, one. Tom Bernard Show with got the left hand Ralph Pivak MD, the Hackmaster, Dave Schrader, Andy Brand Bernard, Cassie Schrader. Catherine's not here because Jude kept her up all night. Jude, we will be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Were you fading? No, nah, I'm leaving oh, it up to fading. the master commander over there. Okay. I've got the nice analog slider here. Yeah. The analog slider. Much nicer than me powering down the volume button. Yeah. yeah. Mike does. <laughs> I bought him like a little uh, knob, but it broke almost immediately. Hmm. That's the nature of pretty much all audio equipment. Unless you spend $500 on it, it's going to break it instantly. Okay, I need to know from people because I've been running around like a madman. I had stuff to do last night and stuff to do this morning. and got. But I did notice when I walked by the television, whether it's The View or it's the news or whatever, it's Trump, 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 Trump. What, what did he do now? 
I don't even know. What did he do that everybody, got everybody whipped up? Did he do anything, or are they just being the way they are? Uh, meeting with Moon. Trump suggests Kim summit may be delayed. Well, it's because Kim doesn't want to do the meeting anymore, I thought. I thought he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, well, that's kind of what his pattern has been over and over and over and over right, again. Right, exactly. Is it, oh, let's have a meeting. Oh, we love you. Oh, kissy, huggy. Oh, we love you. And then all of a sudden, oh, you know, I don't like what you're doing. I don't like, I don't like this. I'm pulling out. I, you know, I'm gone. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I mean, it's just a, it's a bizarre negotiating tactic. Yeah. Do you think that it was the minute they started talking Nobel Peace Prize for for Trump and making such oh, a big deal out of it? I like it. But all of a sudden, Kim stepped back and he's like, hey, I'm the one making concessions. What are you talking yeah. about giving him the Peace Prize for? Yeah, that's, that's true. And I thought it should be a jo- should have been joint. Right, right. Happened, it should be a joint But I wonder if fight. the ego is what's stepping in on this. Yeah, because be. think about it. As soon as that was announced, all of a sudden he's starting to... Eh, Maybe I don't know. So you're, suge- you're suggesting these two people have big egos? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Very difficult to believe those two have huge egos. Or his dad on top of that, uh, <laughs> Kim Jong uh, Il, who uh, shot 18 on a full regulation golf course. Hole in one on every hole. Even the 500 yard holes. He had wow. a hole in one. So there's no ego involved in any of that. I just, no, I just, I thought I would ask because I just, that's all I'm hearing is his name all over the news and these these talk programs and all the rest of it. So I I don't watch the national news. I do watch the local news, but I don't watch the national news. I can't, I cannot sit and listen to it. There's, there's, there's a, you know, I, I know that people don't care for Trump, but this continued ongoing uh, time that's spent on all of his foibles and everything like that really could be better spent if. Uh, discussing how we can sort out the deaths in South Chicago. Yeah, there you go. That would be good. All, what is it now? Like 1,500 people a year, 2,000 yeah, a year, something yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should stop that. Yep. Just a thought. But I tell you what, uh, if we keep glorifying people like Snoop Dogg, who's been on trial for murder twice, now he's never been found guilty, but it doesn't mean he didn't do it. So he's a prince, according to Matthew McConaughey. Oh, he's a prince to work with. Just a great guy. Uh, you keep glorifying. Oh, I knew that. Oh, you know what? It's in my bag. That's oh, right. no. <laughs> oh, that's why I didn't remember to turn. That's all right. I remember my first week on radio too, Tom. <laughs> oh God, believe me, it feels like it some days. I don't know. I just consider anything that has to do with Trump or I mean, any. It's just playground politics. It yeah. is. That's exactly right. That's all right. it is. It's. We're back you know, in high, junior high school uh, or something. I don't know. It's just, it's ridiculous. You know, and, and so much of the criticism is legitimate, and I, I really, but it's just, yeah. it's just too, it's too much. There are other things going on in the world we need to know about and it'd be discussing and sorting out. And really, the deaths in South Chicago trouble me more than anything else. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, you know a bunch of white kids get shot up. Oh, it's so terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. It's so terrible. But, you know, and you shoot, shoot that many uh, black kids, you know, every month in South Chicago, no one says anything. Why doesn't that count? Why doesn't it count? I don't know why that doesn't count. A little bit of racism, I think, in, uh, let me call it right now, either racism or uh, 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 racial preferencing in news media. It's gang on gang, so they don't feel like, they don't feel unsafe because of it because they know that they're not going to get shot, so they don't care. Their lives don't matter. The the kids that have chosen to join gangs or uh, they feel in desperation and everything, they don't matter. And that's that's such a wonderful thing for the news media to to embrace. But isn't that that the point then where you have somebody who's articulate in that area be the the face of that problem to come forward every time this happens and address the news? I'm not trying to put it off on that it's the black community's problem. It's all of our problem and that this shouldn't be continuing. But I think the the issue we're seeing is that this does happen on such a regular basis that it's no longer news. No. Because you'd be reporting it every yeah. day. 
and and I know that sounds sad to the to the aspect of it, but it's not racial. If if white kids were shooting white kids every day, people would just stop paying attention to it. Well, here's something: if St. Louis, Missouri, was a country, it would have the third highest murder rate in the world. <laughs> There you go, right so, there. Yeah, there you go. Oh, so, oh, so St. Louis got the problem too. So there we have two oh, cities. Oh, and, yeah. and Chicago's I, only like the fifteenth highest yeah. major city. And I just don't get the impression that these are in in St. Louis or anywhere that they're just not. You know, they're minority groups. I that's what I, I fear. So you know, we're, we can kill anybody in a minority group, but we're but as long as it was not white, well, that was a tough, so a tough hop. You know, it's well, terrible. Let me ask you a question then: Should former presidents? Like Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, and again, I'm not trying to defend Trump here. He can, he has his own problems, but uh, Barack Obama just signed a new, uh, uh, I guess, cr- creator deal with uh, Netflix. He's going to do yeah. uh, TV and uh, and uh, he's going to do movies and a TV show on Netflix. He's from Chicago. Why isn't he stepping up? What, so he's going to do. He now he's now a filmmaker. He's a filmmaker and a TV show producer. But <laughs> I don't know what they're going to be. Yeah. Well, I'll reserve judgment until we see what he's. What is his content, and is it worthy of what he's bringing to the show? And if maybe he is going to address this stuff, maybe this will be a way in an that outlet like great. Oprah Winfrey had done for so long of showing empowerment. Well, well Oprah Winfrey hasn't. No, but Uh-oh. she but she showed a different way of empowerment, and that you don't have to be tied to your circumstances. You can become greater than the, the sum total of what you were. And that that inspired a lot of people. There have been a lot of uh, black broadcasters that have come out saying that she was an inspiration to them to get out of the 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 area that they were, to get out of the issues that they were dealing with, and become something better because they saw that she was able to do something there like for, that. There for one minute, you, you said uh, you're not tied to your circumstances. I feared you were going to say you're not tied to your circumcision. No, yeah, that, I wouldn't mean that. that. You're totally committed to. There's no, <laughs> no going back. Deal. And then there's a whole other ethnic, ethnic and religious background of that. So <laughs> I, I wasn't quite certain what you're going, where you're going with it. I just, as I said, I can't take the far right and I can't take the far left. I just can't take either one of these groups. Nope. You're both tied to religion. One is a religion with a belief in God, and the other one's a religion believing in Hollywood and yourself, apparently. Well put. Uh, it just drives me insane. But it, who this, should who should be religion. the voice? Who should be the voice for these communities? If if it's black, it's pandering, and you're you know then. No, I think if, if it's, it's white, white it's pandering. Right. Well, no, but I think in a case, you know, in a lot of their cases, it's like, are you just putting a figurehead up there, somebody that's the the talking mouth, but isn't really mm. in touch with the community? And if you put a white person in touch and, and be the mouthpiece, it's it's pandering. Who and what should be? The direction for this and and not just how do we talk about it but how do we actually go in and break this up and change it what can we do in those communities to get the kids off of violence to get the kids out of the idea of gang being the only way to survive what can we do to show these kids this is what needs to be done in 1986 and 1987 i got in a ton of trouble because i pointed out there were gangs in north minneapolis and Mayor Don Frazier and uh, Police Chief Anthony Boza, Tony Boza, went after me like there was no tomorrow and said, there are no gangs in Minneapolis. Yeah. Well, apparently they I were I think wrong. there might be, yeah. Just a bunch of really small boy bands that are very violent. <laughs> yes, <Tom>. exactly. <laughs> Look, I, you know, I, I lived there my whole life up until 1983. And, you know, Catherine and I moved in together. I got married a year later. So... I mean, I lived, the last place I lived in North Minneapolis was at 35th and Penn Avenue, all right? So, believe me, there were gangs before that. 
there were I'm not talking about the primas and the malos and all those you know high school they they were not really gangs there were <laughs> there were gangs in North Minneapolis all the way back in the early eighties and Don Frazier wouldn't admit it and Tony Boza wouldn't admit it and they let it get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and now it's out of control what did we have in Chicago we got Rahm Emanuel who will never say a word about the gangs in Chicago I do here's what I do wonder. Are we ever going to get to a point in politics where somebody actually earns their job and gets elected because they're doing a good job instead of, oh, they fit the right mold to, oh, you're pandering to me, so I'll vote for you? Nope. It's never going to happen, is it? Well, here's why the right person will never get the job in right. politics is right. because there's you have to have enough money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what your political background is. If you yeah. can outpay right. everybody else to stay in the race, you win. Right. And politics, contest, yeah, politics not- well, it's not even popularity. That's what it should be. It should be the four of us decide to run. Who's ever the most yep. popular and makes the best sense and connects with the audience, they like should it. win. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be is finances. Brand familiarity, not right. like ideology. And maybe that's what happened in the last election. That's exactly oh, what happened, yeah. Oh, I think so. And the next election. Everyone was well, constantly and, talking about and, Trump, so both, people were like, oh, I've heard of him. And both extremes absolutely hated that because mm-hmm. they lost control because yep. someone spoke to the middle. I like the middle. Well, yep. he had the money to stay in the race, yeah. and yeah, then he, he appealed to the the mid-ground people that felt like they haven't had a voice in a long time right? and yep. wanted change, and they were willing to take change at any cost. Well, is there anybody that you'd want to run for president and go, hey, this, this person would be a great president? I, I can't find one. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> He'll just play the same role over and over and over and over again <laughs> like he does in the movies. Look, I'm, I have nothing against Tom Hanks. So he's, he seems like a very nice man. But what woman? Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice should have run for president oh, a long man. time ago, but she didn't, I know, she apparently she didn't so want to. But in any case, we'll just keep moving on with life, and life will be grand, and I don't know. It, it'll uh, Eventually, for some of us, it'll come sooner than others, but the sweet release of death <laughs> is, is, Jeez. is the only thing that'll get us beyond that. No, it, seriously, Catherine and I have been talking a lot about this, about this whole thing. I... Um, I don't know if he's going to be on tomorrow or not, but he might be and uh, whatever. But uh, we had Jeremy Piven on the morning show this morning. and Is he coming on? So he's not coming on this show. He, I don't, well, we'll get to that. He might come in tomorrow if Adam Hunter's with him. Uh, not today um, for some reason. Adam, uh, Adam Hunter's not in, uh, doesn't, plane doesn't get in until 2 o'clock. But Jeremy Piven is here. Uh, I, I, as a favor to Adam Hunter, I had him on the show. I've never gotten along with Jeremy Piven. Um, and here's, here's another reason. I, I, what was, what was he accused of? It was sexual harassment. I don't know. But how severe track did it of get? All this. Well, it ruined his career. I mean, it destroyed his career, his career in movies and television is pretty much over for now. Well, yeah, but that's happened to a lot of people. I know, but I mean, I'm just saying, I, I have a question if, because has it been proven that he did sexually harass someone? Let's see here. Because I don't know. He He denied it. Right, he denied it. And then they, someone said he did something. (laughs) He took a polygraph test, which said he didn't lie. Um, And then another person said he did something, and he said he didn't do it. So basically, nothing has gotten anywhere. So there's no proof that he did anything wrong. Yet his show was canceled, and he can't get arrested. Mm Okay, so the, one of the reasons I had him on, but there are people that are too stupid to understand this, 
We have given up on the idea of forgiveness in America, and I don't know why that is. If he did nothing, there's nothing to forgive. If they can't prove he did anything, how, why are we believing all these things? I don't really understand what the situation is here. Or, 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 or the other part of the side of that story is how, why would someone come forward and say something if, there, if it really wasn't true in some way? Or is it just true in their reality? Well, it was a money hunt, too. Let's not forget well, about on that. On top part. of that. But, but there's also, is it, is it true in their reality? So Which you, is the most dangerous aspect of this entire thing, you Ralph. Know, you reach yeah. out to somebody, you say, you say something, you do something, yeah. you give somebody a hug, and, and all you're just saying, hey, and I, I feel for you what you're going through, that. But the other person says, wow, it sure would be nice if that person, oh, wow, they're coming on to me. Oh, this is the best. Oh, they, people do believe that. Yes, they so, do. So there's, there is a belief system, and, you know, and that it's impossible. So it's he. It's a he said he said kind of a thing, or she said she said kind of a thing, and how do you get up underneath that? You can't. They're just everybody. You can't. Yeah. And therefore, how can you blame someone? You're guilty of something. There's a, a great example. I can use myself as an example to tell you the truth. I always have to question, and I learned this the hard way. Believe me, that if somebody is reaching out to me, just you know, hey, how you doing? Whatever. I go, what do they want? Because over the years, they've always wanted something. So reaching out to me at, a, uh, at first blush appears to me to be they want something. And so I talked to Catherine about it, and she goes, ah, I don't think they want anything. And that's how we proceed with the whole deal. There are people out there that think, um, you know, I, I, the, the situation. Brittany was in here last Friday to say goodbye to Melina, right? I work with Brittany. The show was over. She walked over and gave me a big hug. Now, some people would not like that. Why not? I mean, it's how she grew up. And, and she gave me a hug, and it was great. I mean, it was nice. It was not sexual in any way, shape, or form. But we can't do that anymore. Right? Right. Everybody's offended. Everybody's, Everybody's offended yeah. by something. Uh, so basically, what might be kindness to you might be sexual harassment to somebody else. How do we get around that? Good God. We'll be back. Hopefully Kristen Bird will come on and cheer us all up after that. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020. To RSVP today. 
That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Yes, this music just likes to play on its own. Sure, Darkness Dave's draw phones on. How's that? Oh, there it is. It's called an edit point. Hollywood swinging, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tom Bernard show. Let me know when Kristen's ready to go. She hasn't come on yet. I'm not sure why. Well, let me know. She'll figure it. Does she have the Skype number? I think she should, yeah. I would hope so. And she's on Skype, so. And she's on Skype always but, anyway. But Tom, she's a big shot. So, big yeah, shot. Last night was the big, uh, That's right. was the big reveal. It was the um, Dancing with the Idol, Stars. Dancing with the Stars. 29th and anniversary Are they Stomp doing Fest. that like this now or what? I don't know. It was big, big last uh, night, so American she might Idol. be really talking uh, about and, last and night. She, yeah. And then she's tired from the wedding. Sure. Royal yeah, that can wear sure. she, was she just flew back from UK. <laughs> she got up at 4 in the morning to watch it. She did. But, yeah, last night was American Idol final. It was Dancing with the Stars final. It was Miss USA final. I was like, good God, they were all competing against one another. Did, did, what, did Tanya Harding make it all the way to the... She made it to the final four, but she didn't win. Okay. She Son was a, a phenomenal a dancer. Of course. She well, yeah, everyone hates her. She, yeah, she, I mean, Great skater. I, well, I mean, I, I met Tanya. I was a figure skater for most of my life. Oh, really? Youth. Yeah, I was I know from age three to 16, I was a competitive figure skater. And now you're 17? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was actually at nationals when it was here in minneapolis in 91 when she landed the oh, she was okay. the first yeah. american woman to land a triple axle yep and she did it right in front of me i mean and we just really oh it was phenomenal but then i met her and different yeah, story different story is she all She's about damaged tanya? but oh, you know yeah. when i saw i tanya yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. i understood why she was the way she was she had her guard up she it, mm. you know that's yep. how she had to I understand. You know, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then the whole uh, Nancy and Tanya thing happened, and it was... <laughs> she just clubbed her in the shins. What's she the did not. Yeah. No, she didn't. It was I, her, I was her idea, Nancy, though. too. Hick friend. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, her hick buddies. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, God. The guy who's been trained by the FBI in espionage or whatever. Yeah. He, said. he was oh, genius. God, that guy. Was his name Sean or something yeah. like that? Something like that. I love that, they... that he's sitting there all bloated in his chair eating like Cheetos talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to kill a man or two. <laughs> Yeah, when they actually showed him, like, the real guy saying that during the credits. Right. Because at first I was like, there's no way he's, like, that big of a weirdo. But then it turns out that was a verbatim quote. <laughs> I just loved it. The movie, he'd be in the back seat or something in the car. He's like, yeah, this is my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The back I know seat. what I'm doing. It was totally Napoleon Dynamite. They want me on their gang because yeah. of my sweet nunchuck skills. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Loved it. And you have so to wonder, true. does he think he was trained by the FBI? Because if he's crazy enough to, you know, club someone in the knee, you know. It's true. It's absolutely true. This is not good news. Marvin Ellison's exit as CEO of JCPenney means the struggling department store chain cannot be turned around, CNBC's Jim Cramer said Tuesday. Today, JCPenney shares plunged today after Lowe's announced it's naming Ellison president and CCO effective July 2nd. JCPenney, which has struggled to compete within uh, the quickly changing retail landscape, told NBC that it was informed by Ellison a couple of days ago of the move. If there was any chance of a turnaround, you think you, I think you would stay. 
Kramer said on Squawk on the street, because it would obviously be such a kick in the face of J.C. Penney to move over. Uh, Kramer, who also said Ellison's move is fabulous for Lowe's, added he would not say what Marvin Ellison or that Marvison Ellison failed the department store chain, because who would not fail there? J.C. Penney did not immediately respond to CNBC's request for comment about Kramer's mm-hmm. remarks. Are they all going away? Yep. I think a lot of them. Well, are. Sears is J.C. Penney is. Hasn't Herberger's gone away? Yep. Herberger's uh, up in smoke. Yep. Sears, to their credit, is sort of crawling in bed with Amazon. Yeah, which is so they're going to start, start. You know, they're so they're so so they may have some success, but that bricks and mortar stuff, man, it's it is just getting about beat over. up. It is, you know, and that and they just announced this giant new um, shopping center in Florida. They're putting in the giant, biggest one in the world, blah, 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 on and on and on in America. So they're going to have skiing. They're going to have just idiocy Hmm. in in just outside Miami at a time when it is going up in smoke. It is. There's no doubt. But we talked about this 20 years ago on the KQ Morning Show. I can play the tapes for you. We talked 20 years ago about it's when uh, Best Buy expanded. Remember that when they built out the huge, that was like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, that, the big uh, corporate headquarters. Yeah, where, yeah they're in Richfield. Uh, yeah, Richfield. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, that's Richfield. Mm-hmm. It's still, isn't it? Yeah, there. Uh, and I asked the question, 20 years ago, what are you going to do with all this brick and mortar? Because it's not going to be around forever. And it's interesting that Sears would go crawl into bed, as you said, with, with uh, Amazon, because Amazon stole their idea mm-hmm. and just yep. digitalized it. That's all they did. They took the Sears catalog, yeah. which ruled the world, and put it on the Internet. That's all that Amazon ever did. There's nothing new about what they, they were doing. And I tell you, man. It's, well, if Sears wouldn't do it, then someone did. I, I don't understand why Sears didn't get the hint. As soon as Amazon hit the, hit, hit the Internet, why didn't Sears just say, no, nah, that's our space? Because every major corporation wants to stand back and watch everybody else fall on their face yeah, they before do, they think. make a step. And Sears was so deeply rooted yeah. into their way that they didn't think they needed to. When, you, when you're right. the king of the hill, you don't worry about these little upstarts because look at how many would I come guess. and go. And they were falling left and right, right? With a couple yeah. Super Bowls all in a row, all dot coms. Yeah, that's true. And the next yep. two, three years later, gone. Yeah, that's true. So I think Sears just figured, yeah, this but, is going to come and go like the radio. and Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, Amazon was the only one that was selling goods. Right. Yeah, that's right. You know, that that's was, very true. They, and, they, and they brought technology into that. Man, I just bought something today, and it was click, click, on its way. Mm-hmm. On the heroin? I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, jeez, I have Allegedly. I don't want to say the dark Amazon. That would be the uh, <laughs> no, shady Amazon. That. The shady Amazon. That would be Amazon. shady Amazon. That's exactly <laughs> Shady well, Amazon. One thing I've noticed, too. Shamazon? I just... Not I can't say that either. No. <laughs> um, well, no, I, no. A lot, a lot of the local um, grocery <laughs> chains are starting to follow the Amazon model yeah, they of, are. Yeah. Um, you know, you can order online and have uh, groceries delivered to your house in two hours. Or... Target, Target just started. Do they just they did too? But who's comfortable with the idea of? You can leave your door open and they'll go no. put it in your fridge. No, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. I mean, they'll try on your wife's underwear, but they'll put the food away for you, too. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. That's that's just flat out. It's, that's not going to happen. Um, but what but what other, thing, what other changes are we going to see? Are you going to have an outside refrigerator where they'll drop this stuff off? Is there going to be an out? Are you going to do, are there, there going to be pressure to change basically how you live? 
when you're not going to the store, when you're not buying things, you know, you say, oh, I need a couple of heads of lettuce, I need this and this, and I just put it in the refrigerator outside and we'll pick it up. Yeah. Or is there going to be a, or is your home going to have an outside door refrigerator where it's just they put put the stuff in there or a place or a room where they can access stuff? They put it in there. That's the end of it. Maybe actually, that's where it's going to go. I actually like going to the store, but I'm in a different generation. I like to go to the grocery store. I really do. Look around and go, hey, there's something I shouldn't have. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I just, the whole digital thing is magnificent. To stay in touch with people is very, very easy now. And it's a wonderful thing. There's no doubt about it. But it is dehumanizing people, and there is no doubt about that. Yep. It's dehumanizing us, and we got to do something about that. That's why it's so easy for people to become enraged at the drop of a hat. I think that's just social media. Mm-hmm. And there's and there, there's been insinuation that the social media pressure is what has driven a lot of these kids to shoot up high schools and things like that. Yeah. And I, you know. I wonder if there's still a social media piece to the gang violence in South Chicago. Uh, so I uh, gangs, I think, are just you know, they want to feel powerful. So. so, so it's a whole different. It's a whole different problem. Yeah. Well, there the illiteracy rate in South Chicago is like sixty percent or something. Like seriously, yep. so you they can't yeah. even be on social media because they can't read. Other than that, though, so yeah, they just really instead of well. getting an education, they join a gang because. The gang says, hey, we'll make you feel powerful, you know, we'll give you a gun. And so they join and, you know, That's there you go. Scary. Well, I mean, it doesn't help either that you see a group of kids beating up another kid yeah. for a gang initiation. They're putting this on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So then another group of kids wants to outdo that group of kids and so they can get more views and comments. And Yeah, that's a big deal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have more views than you do. Oh, okay, whatever. No, it's It's... The whole thing is just amazing to me. I uh, like I, you know for having Jeremy Piven on this morning. I'm taking I'm taking a beating apparently on on uh, social media. I don't go on social media, so I don't know. But I don't really care. Uh, you know, everybody's everybody's being a tough guy on Twitter today, apparently, or Facebook, or what, wherever. What was, I don't quite understand. You you just you talk to somebody. No, the reason for that is because I can't stand Jeremy Piven. I don't like him. I've never liked him. Uh, I did a favor for Adam Hunter, and I'd have him on this show. If he wants to come on tomorrow, I'll have him on because Adam's a good guy. <laughs> I don't have to like everybody who's on this show. There are a lot of people that have been on the show that I don't like at all. Why are you looking at me? Well, I, you know, let's get started right there. <laughs> this is a good time. <laughs> but you know what? I can forgive people for a half an hour. You know, he just he's not my kind of guy. I, I'll get over it. It's not, I'm not going to let it weigh heavily on me, you know, that – that I don't like the guy personally. Uh, I don't don't care if he comes in tomorrow. I'll be very kind to him because I uh, and I've talked about this for years on the Cakey Morning Show. But apparently, tough guys on the on the so, on social media are deaf. But I said it doesn't matter if I like somebody or not. If I have a guest on, I'm not going to treat him like dirt unless they go way over the top. Then they got a problem. But no, I'm not. I'm not going to have guests come on and then treat him like. Crap! It that makes no sense. That, 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 wait, I, this is so. This is that's your job. Your that job is my is to, job. Is, that's right. It's to get give people a voice, talk to them, try yeah. to and try to you know challenge them a little bit. But you don't yeah. push back like, oh, you're an idiot, go, go away. You don't do that. You can't do that. That that's not positive. Yeah. That's what's going on in America. That's exactly the point. The whole point is I can talk to someone I don't care for at all, and I can also forgive. We've, have we forgotten how to forgive people? 
Have we forgotten completely how to do that? Because you don't hear a whole lot about forgiveness. It's you're guilty and you should be wiped off the face of the earth. I think forgiveness is good, and I think people are still yeah. into it, but you you have to pay the price for a while. You do, absolutely. Right? If, if it's just like, no oh, you know what, Piven made a mistake, let's forgive him. Well, hold on. That was just a week ago, yeah. right? Well, At what point not do we though. step out? Right. And, and I understand that. But, I mean, the fact is when, when you're looking for forgiveness and people should be more uh, mm-hmm. willing to give that up, you know, there's no protocol for what's the right amount of time. No, there's no protocol for that. But uh, the, the only thing that scares me is that Hollywood is so quick to bury someone's career. They have now, in cases where it's proven, like Harvey Weinstein and uh, Kevin Spacey, that's different. And I'm not defending Jeremy Piven now. I don't know what he did, but until there's proof that he did it, it's a little hard for me to you know condemn him to death. And, and two people that I don't necessarily agree with, but... You know, um, oh, good Lord, good Lord. Who was the guy over at uh, NPR? Mine was Garrison Keeter. Garrison Keeter. He was dumped in a second. Our senator was dumped in a second. It was one allegation. That was it? The woman that he touched her back or something? That, or nothing else, no one else is going to, another 10 or another woman but then you or have, man have not come know. forward. Then you have Michael name. Jackson, yeah. who allegedly yeah. molested multiple children, and there are payouts. Yep. And I know oh, my yeah. daughter who loves my two daughters who love <laughs> Michael Jackson and my wife is shooting me dirty looks. But the yeah, fact is, I know. I'm not saying he's guilty, mm-hmm. but he did things that made him appear guilty by multi-million dollar settlements, hush money, trying to shut that stuff down. And yet his career never really faltered. Not at all. He, you know, his, maybe his albums didn't sell 20 million. They'd sell 15 that year. Yeah. But that it's, it's interesting to me how. Some people just, it slides right off. This, this is a case where you're talking about, and I have the recording. I've played it on the show many times. Michael Jackson, several years before he died, called his I don't know, bank or somebody and said, I need $7 million. I need you to send it to me right now. The business is draining me. The Jews do it on purpose. It's recorded. I've got a recording of it. Nothing happened to him. How is it possible that you could say something like the Jews do it on purpose and you get away with it? It was a different time. It yeah. was the 80s it was when the Jews different. were doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, no, so that's, well, that's the whole thing. A, it's bizarre how <laughs> some people take a stroll. <laughs> if he would have said the Jews are doing it inadvertently, would that inadvertently. <laughs> The Jews do it inadvertently. I think that the Jews might be behind this. I, I just It's unbelievable to me how some people just take a stroll and other people get buried. And that's why I felt, I do feel sorry for Jeremy Piven. I don't know if he did anything or if he didn't do anything, but his career ended immediately. Thank you. The eggs are done. (laughs) We will be right back for hour three. I don't know where Kristen Bird is, maybe. Uh, I think she's probably too busy. Well, yeah, it's a busy time of year. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about MyPillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first MyPillow, and I love it. It's very comfortable. stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. 
This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Really? God. You're such a loser. It's unbelievable. Darkness Dave in charge of the music. Hey, he's a smooth criminal. What can I say? He did make good music. I oh, did. He did make good music. For an alleged pedophile, he's one of the best, Tom. Get on, let me just tell you when I uh, listen to these. No. There'll be none of that. Um, you know, we talked about, already talked about Snoop Dogg. Guy's been on trial for murder twice, was acquitted both times. Uh, Michael Jackson can say things like, did Jews do it on purpose? Some people don't have to answer for anything that they do. You know, Bill Clinton's another one. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy who... Oh, let, he answered. You think so? Oh, Hillary oh, yeah. made him answer, I can guarantee it. <laughs> you, mean, you mean being married to Hillary is the... No, pre- no, 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 I'm just sure that there was some... No, retribution no, behind I the no, scenes. I, I don't think there was anything. Really? No, I really no, no, don't no. either. No, really? Good Lord, no, because she's a woman who needed a man to support her, and she had to cling to that as much as she possibly could because he, she was or he was her power base. So no, he didn't. She didn't say anything. She could have cared less. If she had cared, she would have left. And if she would have left, I would have voted for. Her. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, a real true. marriage. Not yeah, really, probably never weird. was. That bizarre. Jeez. All of them. Well, has there ever been a president? That's gotten divorced while in office? Yes. Um, God, I can't remember who it is anymore. I used to do know. Do you think Trump's going to make it through? No. <laughs> Melania <laughs> no, just I a, do not. She looks like a prisoner of war. Yeah, she does. I don't mean that rudely. I, no, I, I, I could be misreading it. Maybe that's just her resting face. But she looks like she's waiting for <laughs> SEAL Team 6 to come break her out. Well, it's that Slavic thing. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ronald I, Reagan is the only president who has ever gotten divorced. And right, he but, didn't do but, it No, in he office, was married. Right? Well, but his wife was busy uh, in Frank Sinatra in the mm. White House uh, closet. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> As Nancy was? She was yeah. Well, that's oh, what the legend is. Allegedly? She, oh. she and Frank had a little dalliance, from what I understand. I don't know where the hell they go. Uh, what I, this week, release of death. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And well, yeah, wasn't that in the Kitty Kelly book? That, uh, uh, I believe so. That it was yes. during one of the parties that yes. that Frank was attending. He snuck off and Kitty Kelly. I forgot yeah. all about Kitty. Oh Kelly. yeah, she had some serious death threats coming from the oh. the mafia about that book. The mob. It wasn't one of the beauty queens whose gaffes set Twitter ablaze during this year's Miss USA competition on Monday night. Queer Eye vet Carson Cressley angered viewers when he remarked that picking a winner from the fifty-one pageant hopefuls felt like Sophie's choice. Oh. Oh, Carson. movie's a thousand years old. Carson, don't do it. Carson, I have a picture of Carson Cressley. I don't know where it is now, but 
uh, he sent me a picture because I had him on the show. So I, I get this envelope and I open it up and it's a picture of Carson Grassley and it said, Tom, you're a great kisser. Love Carson. <laughs> Smart ass. So he is a wise guy. But see, here you go. We'll read this whole story, but I got to see if what he said is really all that offensive. He's offensive. That's what Carson Kressley does. That's his deal. And he's a comedian? No, well, he was on Queer Eye. Did you ever watch Queer Eye? Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah. a comedic element, or he could be nah, stand-up. I don't know. Uh, the 1982 drama Sophie's Choice, in which Meryl Streep's character had to decide which of her children the Nazis could kill or would kill. They're all so good, he remarked while offering commentary during the competition, but reference uh, rubbed many the wrong way, the reference did. Eek, Carson Kressley on hashtag Miss USA pageant looks Eek. at the top 50. Yeah, it says Eek. Uh, top 15. Eek. Eek. Good gravy. Oh, I remember one time a guy in 10th grade at North High School had to read, everybody had to read a paragraph from a book, right? Mm -hmm. And he got, uh, when I got to my part, I'd sang, and it was in the book, uh, the people danced around Abraham Lincoln as a child and, and sang, Abe can't touch the deer head. So I sang it when I read it, because that's what it said it did. All the people in class were like, what the hell is he doing, right? <laughs> So the next guy gets up and he says, and Abraham Lincoln's mother came over and said to the children, tisk, tisk. No, she didn't say tisk, tisk. I'm sorry. You're dialing it way back. Learn how to read copy. Anyway, eek. Carson Kressley on hashtag Miss USA pageant looks at the top 15 and says it's a Sophie's Choice. Someone never read the book or saw the movie, one person tweeted. So I guess if he were living... Uh, Sophie's choice, she'd be the saved child and others taken to be shot immediately. I think you're taking a little yeah, this too serious. I don't know. I, it's getting way, way too precious now. I'm sorry. Carson Kressley is not everybody's cup of tea. I understand that. I found the guy to be very pleasant every time I've ever dealt with him. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, and I, I think, again, people are taking umbrage with with the silliness of this, right? Oh, it's a Sophie's Choice. Well, yeah. the fact is, he's saying, I love them all, and it's hard to judge. It's hard to pick it, right. one person. It's hard to pick a person. Right. That's, he didn't mean anything about Nazis. Right. It's not like he's going, hmm, you're leaving the choice between Hitler and Mussolini. No. That would be abusive. But what he was saying is, you've, you've left me with a really hard decision here. Yes. I didn't even know Sophie's Choice was about the Nazis. No, you've never I've seen never it. I've never seen it. No, I, Maybe I, he had neither. Yeah, I did. I did. I that, was the, it. that was the first movie uh, Lindsay dragged me to. The second oh, one was horrible. The second <laughs> one. Still was, some that's the first one. Aggression. The there. second one was Francis. Oh yeah, Francis. Oh yeah, yeah. With, with, with oh, the talking mule. The, I with love the, that. With oh. the lobotomy. And yeah, the lobotomy. The third one was out of Africa. At which point horrible. I said, "Oh God, was that awful?" It was Great. Like, An example of what Ralph's talking about. Out of Africa, we sit down. I think it was at the Cooper Theater, if I remember right. We sit down, and there's an opening scene in which uh, about 2,000 Africans are killed at the, the very yeah. opening. About 2,000 people, uh, 2,000 African black men are machine gunned to death. And before the movie starts, they, they're rolling all the credits. Before they roll the credits and everything, a paragraph appears on the screen that says, no animals were hurt in the shooting of this film. Oh, so it's okay to kill 2,000 people. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, but no animal, no elephants took one in the nuts or anything. I mean, come on. But you know what? I, we were talking today, Tim and I were doing our True Crime Tuesday show. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about this crime where this aunt received a phone call from her nephew. 
he needed like $800. He was being held captive. And she contacted the FBI, the police. They're like, get him to send a picture to prove that he's alive. We can track oh, him. Oh, yeah, there you go. So they send a picture. The kid's bound up in the bathtub with a live alligator on top of him oh. with an open mouth. Oh. And, he's, and he calls back. He's like, they're going to they're gonna let this alligator eat me. So they ended up busting the guy. They finally tracked him down, bust him. And I said, the sad part about this is they're going to get him on kidnapping and extortion and all of this. But I bet all combined, the guy will go away for eight years. But if they put animal endangerment, he'll be away for another 35. You're probably right. That's and I, I'm not trying to be smirch animal no. rights, but isn't it weird that you no. throw an animal into the case? It doesn't matter. This poor kid was bound and gagged with a live alligator on his back in a bathtub. It's just so weird. The alligator got offended, so this guy's got to go away for even longer. How many pairs of shoes can you make out of an alligator? Wow. A lot. You can send your hate mail right to Ralph at I'm a <laughs> jerk.com. Alligators no, they're not really big They're anymore. not dangerous. They, they farm them, and people wear the stuff in their great shoes and boots. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of alligators. <laughs> they wear like iron. Wear like iron. <laughs> yeah, I suppose oh, they yeah. would. Oh. It's scaly stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine that's probably true. Uh, I've never eaten alligator meat, but they say it tastes like it's chicken, good. like everything else. It's really else. good. We get it at the state fair every year. Mm-hmm. Tastes oh, like, yeah. oh, it tastes like reptile. I think it tastes like reptile. It what the hell like tastes like reptile? <laughs> like snake. snake just walk around licking reptiles. It tastes like that. Snake, it tastes like reptile. Uh, turtle, all, all taste about They have this gelatinous kind of uh, yeah, it background is a little, to them. Spongy. It's, it's like chicken, but spongy. yeah, too like squishy. Oh, yeah. It's like a cross between like chicken and like a gummy bear. So <laughs> <laughs> mm. I always had trouble with bear. calamari. All oh, it really yeah. is is deep fried salt, right? Well, that's pretty much. It, it just <laughs> tastes like a rubber band deep fried in yes, salt. It it's delicious, but it's it a, that's all you've got. America's Funniest Home Videos just had four <laughs> little girls uh-huh. that their mother came in and said, "Did you guys enjoy the uh, the uh, the chicken strips?" And they said, "Yeah, they were all really." And these kids were probably between the ages of six and ten. So they're probably six, seven, eight, nine, ten, probably. Did you enjoy your chicken strips? Yeah, they were really good. We really liked them. She said, well, they actually weren't chicken. They were squid. These five girls went berserk. They're <laughs> ah, sticking their fingers on this one trying to throw up. They had a fit because they found out they had eaten squid. It was hilarious. I said that with my kids. Like, I'd get the you know um, fish sticks. Yeah. I just tell them they're chicken fries, and they're like, "Oh, those are so good." And I said, "I know, well, it's right?" A different kind of chicken flavor, but I really like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you tell them it's fish. They're like, "Ew, I'm not eating kids that." Kids eat Play-Doh, Tom. There's no. <laughs> kids, I... eat their, kids eat their own boogers. That's what. I mean, Man, kids eat their do. own boogers. No. Oh. I would like to know why it is that everybody's complaining because Play-Doh has has patented, trademarked its its odor. Who's complaining? Oh, some people don't like it at all. They all oh, oh my god, it just tastes like sweaty, smelly feet. No, no it's delicious. It, it smells. Look, when I, I have was a people. Kid, I I've talked the smell of Play-Doh. I've talked about it on air so many times. When I go to public places, almost every time somebody brings me a jug of of Play-Doh. Why? Because I love the smell so much. I do too. I think they've made a cologne. Called Play-Doh. Uh, yeah, it's like oh, vanilla oh, or whatever. On. Oh, come on. No, really. It's called Play-Doh. Well, look at Burger King made a, a Whopper-scented cologne a few years ago. They did, yes. Yeah, so there's did. there's a niche market. And and if you like that, right, it's going to attract people. If you have something that rekindles a memory from your childhood, yeah. no doubt. I'm willing to bet how many how many guys now will go back to their high school reunion from the 80s and put on a little Dracar just to mix up Dracar the memories. Dracar Noir. <laughs> you know, and, and that first, yeah. for the first grade paste that has, has that sort of uh, chemical kind of smell to it. 
Yeah, you know, if you make something like that because you had good experiences as a, as a first grader, that smells exactly like a cadaver. What? what? The, the phenol, yeah, they preserve cadavers with formalin and phenol, and they and when that first grade paste smells like phenol. The, oh. the PVA? Yeah. The white Elmer's glue stuff? No, no, the stuff that's... Um, or maybe they didn't have it, uh, but it was a stuff that was like in a jar. Kids would eat it. It was, oh, it was disgusting, but it had this odor to it. Oh, it was a paste? It was a paste. It was, it was I remember the jars of paste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. had a little wooden spoon in it. Maybe maybe, maybe the things that advanced. Nope. You see, there, there's a septuagenarian coming out. There it is. There it is. Septuagenarian? septuagenarian. Well, you got a lot that, older all of a sudden. There's that. a septuagenarian kind of stuff coming up, filtered yeah. on yeah, it. So that's not, forget about what I said. Yeah, for me, it was the uh, PVA glue. And what's that? Polyvinyl acetate. And what's it smell what, like? That's just what that Elmer's glue is. And what does it smell like? Because I, I don't remember what Elmer's glue smells like. It's not know, good. It smells like glue. But there's something about that, right? It's like when I was in wholesale for a while. Glue sniffer. My boss comes to me and he goes, I got to try to figure out how we can sell these balls. When you bang them together, they smell. It sounds like a cap gun going off. And I took it, and I cracked them together, and it did. It smelled like a cap gun. So when oh, I really? get guys on the phone that I was selling, I'm like, hey, we've got these. And you know what you're going to love about them? When you crack them together, they make that pow, that, that cap gun sound, but the smell. They're like, all right, I'll take a case. cap gun smell yeah, is very, de- very um, it's so weird, but you trigger a smell memory, man, and people are in it. Yep. But they don't do cap guns anymore, right? I don't know why not. I don't think uh, guns are, are big gifts now to those, children. Well, the caps are very, I mean, you'd have to empty out like a hundred of them to make no, no, any I mean, sort of. We, just we, the fact that they weren't a gun, people don't want to give their kids a gun anymore. Uh, only the, in the city. The caps would come come as a roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would yep, come as absolutely. a roll. And now they come as sort of a circle. Yeah. Actually, we, my favorite thing, you take a whole roll and you put it on an anvil with a hammer. No, and hit yeah. that thing with a, with a hammer. Oh, That's it was the best loud. thing in the world. Yeah. My favorite is uh, breaking up little black cat firecrackers and having a little pile of gunpowder. Yeah. Except one of my brothers, might have been Tony, um, he, he, I said, you, no, it's going to flash and it's going to send a big flash. There's going to be a lot of smoke if you do that. He goes, okay. So I go in the house. He comes running in. I'm blind. I'm blind. It flashed. I mean, I'm blind. I said, take off your glasses. <laughs> Because he had black soot oh all God. over the lenses of his glasses, he thought he had—he literally thought he had gone blind. <laughs> didn't you notice that out the sides you could still see? He uh, didn't notice that but part. The, huh? But the initial deal. But it is funny how you trigger music. That's why music is so powerful. Yeah. When you can trigger those sensors in the brain with music, it can literally teleport oh, yeah. you back to a point in history. No doubt the about it. The smell is another one, right? You smell something, all of a sudden you're back in grandma's living room, you know, grandpa's cherry wood pipe or, or grandma's cookies. It's really amazing how powerful some of those senses are to bring you back. So toys, I think that's why toys continue to always be so popular. And parents like me will go buy reimagined version of toys I had when I was a yeah. kid for my kids I can see out that. of nostalgia. Yep, it's true. Do they, I mean, they still sell things like Nerf guns and that stuff, don't they? Or do yep. they well, not sell them? Yeah, that's a that's a big. That actually has expanded because uh, oh, it has. Okay, high school kids will ambush oh, each other Nerf with wars. Nerf guns. Yeah, and they get killed in car accidents because of it. I know that uh, when there was one of the Flynn cousins got killed, didn't they, in a Nerf war? I'm not. I'm pretty sure he did. Seriously, what? He was in the back of a pickup truck and they oh, either well, fell out or something happened. They, they got hit by a car. Yeah, don't do it like that in a yeah, car. Yeah, don't do it like that. Yeah. Anyway. We shall be back with part two coming up right after this Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> 